Good evening, Patriots. You know, I just got off the phone with Pastor Dave Bryan, who is obviously the pastor, if you don't know, for Glad Tidings Church. And I had heard last weekend in his sermon, he had talked about a bunch of kids that had been saved. And he told me the story tonight. Somebody he knows, and he had heard a, a lead from somebody they were doing some deliverance work with, that there was a barge down in San Francisco that housed a bunch of kids for sexual abuse. It was, it's Just call it a rape barge. And we're not talking a small barge. We're talking a barge barge, like industrial level. The word got out. He got the word to somebody he knows who apparently is in one of the special operations groups. And they confirmed that they went in and found over 800 children that were being held in a barge and raped in San Francisco, San Francisco Bay. Now, I want to just point this out. That, that, that level of kids, that means there's a whole community of people that are enjoying raping kids, just so we're clear. Now, this showed up in the news in a couple different areas, but it comes in strange sources, so it's, it's many times you can't validate it, but this originated out of work that they did in the deliverance work work that they do in, at Glad Tidings Church. So when I tell you, like, we are now anchored at our, like, a anchoring point, a home base for Bard's Nation is at Glad Tidings Church, there's a lot of God reason in that, too. All right, so before we get into more of this, because there's a lot to discuss on this tonight, and this is kind of one of these deep rabbit holes we're going to have to jump into. These sorts of topics right now are going to leave you stressed. They're going to leave you with high anxiety, and they're going to be hard to sleep for some, because these are very difficult topics. And I'm going to tell you that sleep is, is a critical thing. Stress is high, anxieties are high, chaos is the norm these days. So here's some interesting statistics for you. People, 90% of the of people that take CBE products sleep better. And 80% of people that have difficulty relaxing or have stress find improvement with CBD oil or CBD products, not just oil, CBD products, just taking CBD. And for those that are in pain after exercise, 80% of those have less pain after their physical activity when they take CBD products. And there's also the benefit of better focus and concentration. So the thing is to find a source where you can find a very carefully formulated CBD product and that has a full plant-based solution to it. And that means having clean ingredients, no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. And something that might be recommended by somebody like Dr. Kevin Frey, who is Mayo Clinic trained as an internist and he's a preventative health specialist. And where do you find that? That's cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. They have over 2 million satisfied customers, and they address the problem that all of us have of being frustrated with the current medical health system. So head on over to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and what you will you get? You'll get 20% off, which is awesome. They're fantastic products. They've got creams. They've got gummies where you can eat them, you chew the CBD products, you've got oils, tinctures, the whole thing. You'll find everything you need there. So head over to cbdistillery.com, enter your promo code BARDS at checkout, and you'll get your discount of 20%. It's not, not prescription-based or anything. These are all legal in all the states, all that good stuff. You won't be dis disappointed. So again, cbdistillery.com, promo code is BARDS. So well, the discussion that Pastor Dave and I had was pretty broad scope in this whole topic of kids. And so it's one thing to save them. And apparently this was a pretty good operation. They were able to rescue 800 plus children as the story goes. And I mean, this is as, as accurate as I can get to go to the source of where the lead came from and then to get the outcome, which has even showed up in the news. I mean, that's about, just about as much validation as we can get other than having video on the site. And I'm not sure many people could handle that video anyway, nor would it even be legal to show because you're showing the face of minors. Even though it's okay to dance around on the street with your wang hanging out 
in front of kids, that's okay if you're part of the pedo culture. But if you're not part of the pedo culture, then all the rules apply differently, right? So we talked about this. I mean, Dave started laughing, and he always laughs when I talk about warrior stuff because he's like, man, you just you never cut any slack. I'm like, no. I mean, literally, like what I said last hour, if the government fell apart today, the best thing that would happen is all the rules would get out of our way for hunting these fools. Pedophiles are evil. Let's be clear. Pedophiles are evil. And I'm going to be one of these, whether you are comfortable with this or not, I will not negotiate with evil. That's biblical. I'm just telling you. And we better start standing up as a nation to start protecting these kids because this is horrible. That's a drop in the bucket. If you didn't see that video the other day, you should check it up. General Flynn was pushing a video around the other day of a guy that was, it was kind of a whistleblower from the higher-up elites and Vatican inner circle. And his claim is that they are trafficking at least or over 8 million, let me say that again, 8 million children per year. 8 million children per year. Let's put that in context. That's every third year you're trafficking the entire city of New York City. The entire city of New York and its boroughs and all the other surrounded area. That accumulated population is 20 to 24 million. So every three years, you're trafficking an area population-wise the size of New York. That's how much is going on with kids every year. And so when you're hearing all these stories, like you hear there's over 750,000 or 800,000 kids trafficked every year out of the States that go, that go missing, then you're going to hear this other garbage from the media going, that's not true. Those kids are found. That's actually not true. That includes just complaints. There's only about 20 or 30,000 kids that go missing every year. Okay. Right. Sure. So, you know, like, really? In that case, what just happened in San Francisco means that that's about, what is that, about 1% or le or more? Actually, it's probably about 2 or 3% of the total sex trafficking industry they found in one barge. We know this whole thing's a lie. And the real issue here is that all the Western economy and all the global financial economy is underpinned and backstopped by the most heinous of all crimes, child sex trafficking. It's global. It's there. It's in our face. Now, if you're not paying attention, Jim Caviezel's film about child sex trafficking day opens on July 3rd or 4th. So if it's in your area, go see it. It's worth going and see. I've got to see if it's going to be in our area. I need to buy some tickets. But here's the problem. The problem is not finding the kids and rescuing them. That's That problem is solvable. Matter of fact, there's enough high-speed guys that I know myself that we could put together a team and start kicking indoors and solving this problem quick and fast. It'd be fast and it'd be the real fast and furious. And believe me, there wouldn't be any trials needed. Hand on child, you are going to remain. All we need to do is just get a body bag for you. I've witnessed enough of this garbage in my time in Afghanistan. This stuff is very real. It's viscerally disgusting. It makes you sick. And so there's a lot of people still in denial. They're like, this isn't true. You're making it up. I hope you're not one of them. Because if you are, literally, like, you need to be shaken and stirred. That's a little James Bond analogy there, if you didn't miss that one. Just avoid the martini side of it. So anyway, we need to be focused on the next level of the problem. And so I'm, we're going to talk about something tonight I want to put to prayer, and I would like you all individually to pray on it. I really want to see what comes of this. But here's, here's what came out of the conversation I had with Pastor Dave. The problem we have is we do not have sanctuaries that are built to bring these children in and to be able to, to heal them. And we're not talking about medical healing. They need some of that. There needs to be medical healing. So part of that is everybody needs to start getting trained on field medicine like a special forces guy does. And by the way, we're working on a program to do that online, but there is a program already. You'll find the videos pop up on TikTok. I will link the, I will find, a, I'll have to find a TikTok place. There's a guy that, uh, um, I think he's SF Medic that is doing some of that now. Everybody needs to start getting trained on field medicine. 
I'm just saying that openly. I need to. I was trained once before, but we need to get trained on it. Here's what I really see is about ready to happen. What what, what do I mean by about ready? What I think we are heading into is a crisis of what's going to shake the world that will be unforgettable. And I've said this since the first time I started getting on social media and talking about this problems, which takes me back to about 2014, maybe earlier. The only thing that will bring the world together, there's only two things that will wake this world up. Take people's money away or have them realize what's happening to the kids. One of those two things and probably both we're heading into. But again, the problem is not the issue of being aware of the kids. The one tactical and operational aspect of rescuing the kids, that talent is out there. There's plenty of those guys and creating intel cells to follow up leads and all of that. Those things can rapidly be stood up. A lot of that information is known in certain circles, especially if you get into the higher levels of intelligence. And communities need to be doing that as well. And I've talked about that. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But what about where are we going to put these children? Where are they going to go? They've got 800 some odd children right now that they don't know what to do with. There's no place to put them. America is so brain dead that they literally are and so selfish that this is not something that people are willing to open their doors for. Every church in the nation should be waving its flag going, we are sanctuary for kids. But you know, that's not going to happen either. At least not in the current state of things. And everybody's going to be talking about, well, it's cost a lot of money. We got to get facilities for the kids. Damn it. We just need places to start bringing kids and having them there with great, loving, Christian people that can pray on them and pray with them. And I don't care if somebody's good at pray healing or not, but heal them through prayer, give them medical attention, food, and work with their traumas through the through the power of scripture and the, and the, the things of like deliverance and then just normal, good Christian-based counseling. That has to happen. And then there's this next level, which is to get them placed. All of these things have to start happening because we're not, it, it, we're not going to solve a problem if we don't come together and start realizing that we have to work together to solve this problem. You know, we talk about, we're so focused right now, which is, I think is part of the PSYOP. They have us so focused on the trauma that are happening with the kids, which in the numbers are pretty small of the transgenders and the brainwashing they're doing is keeping our eyes over on that side so that we don't look at the dark side. The groomers, the, the, the traffickers, the rapists, they're real. And the victims are the children, are the young women, the young boys, and even the, the women themselves that are being turned into part of a process to be made pregnant and then to roll out babies. They make a ton on this. This is a massive industry. It's more profitable than drugs. That's why the cartel's shifting. So everybody wants to be in the fight. I mean, I've talked to people. They'll be like, I want to get involved in the fight. And my first comment is then get to know your community. Well, I'm not very good at research. Then get good at research. Get to know what's going on in your community. Where are the chi- Who's doing child sex trafficking? Where's the problem? You're going to run into challenges finding that truth, but you got to find it because that's the only way we're going to dig it out. But everybody wants to be on that front line. I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people want to be on the front line and kicking in the doors. Like, I want to be that guy that goes in. Well, I got news for you. You're probably not going to be one of those. I'm not saying you won't be, but you're not going to do anything until we have the map to understand the the interconnected map of what this really looks like. And that means all of us have to start putting that together. But then the the question that just I keep putting out there is what becomes of the children once they are rescued? If you're paying attention to the news, they're they're rescuing kids almost daily which is one of these anomalies that when people talk about Biden in power and talk about the war on the deep state and talk about what Trump did and Trump's out of power. Well, I don't know all of, I don't know the workings of our government other than to look at this like we are being occupied by a foreign force that's using leverage of media and corporate powers to try to squeeze more and more people out of the government and bring more and more pedophiles in. That's pretty clear. But there's some really good people in our government that are continuing with these raids and and getting these kids and bringing them to some getting them out of these areas but the problem is if they have no place to bring them what becomes of them and we know you you should know that answer 
they're going to be put back into the system. If they can't find their parents, they're going to be put back in the system. And the system is the cancer. So I, I am putting this out here for people to start really thinking about this. And it's literally something that people have to get serious about. In, and I'm, you know, every, there's, is, these are easy things like let's donate money here. Let's set up a structure there. I'm talking about physical locations. And people have to start searching their heart because this is really the bottom line of the fight. This is no joke. It's going to take resources, financial, absolutely. But financial resources have to go with physical location. So if it's a hospital that needs to, you know, we go through all this COVID nonsense, Operation COVID Stupid, which is still in effect. I mean, I haven't heard one person talk about buying a hospital. I've heard of people buying a hospital to create alternative medical care so that those that are get, getting sick and don't want to pay their insurance bills. Who is out here buying a hospital to just treat children that have been traumatized by sexual abuse, sex, child sex trafficking, satanic ritual abuse? I mean, this stuff is real. And where you find it being real is when you go to places like the Church of Glad Tidings that's dealing with it on almost a daily basis. And again, I, I'm pointing the finger at the churches because if the churches were doing their job, they'd be opening their doors and rushing them in. Now, some of it is awareness because churches, a lot of them don't believe it's happening. They've had their head buried so far in the sand, they're like, no, it can't possibly be that bad. When I was in southern Georgia, there was a huge child sex trafficking ring that was broken up. This goes back to 2018 or so, okay? So two parts about that story. First off, it was in the Southern Baptist Network. Part of it was in the Southern Baptist Network, and it was big. It ran from Texas all the way to, through Georgia to the coast, and it was inside the churches. So they're trafficking and abusing kids with the church's cover, Okay. The next part of that story is where I was, which is south in a little town called Thomaston. Less than 30 miles from Thomaston was one of the critical hubs of this operation. And people become so stovepiped and so unaware of what goes outside of their lives. I found the story, which this is typical media. Where was the story published and aired? It was published and aired in Fox News out of Hillsborough, Oregon. Think about that. A story that was local, 30 miles from Thomaston, Georgia, that was all about this southern network of child sex trafficking. It was a whole group of nest of people, like eight or 10, that had a massive network of moving kids. That story aired on a Fox News station and published in the Fox News online news report in Hillsboro, Oregon. It's the only place I could find it. And so no one locally even knew that the story was that close. So here we have a network 30 miles from Thomaston that had been broken up, but no one even knew the story. I brought it to the church, and they were like, I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. Well... That's part of our job in the information war is to link these things and to bring them to local awareness. That's part of being a watcher on the wall. And we need to be. So we have a lot of things to reflect on here. And I think that in, in truth, in truth in advertising, so to speak, I mean, we, we need to literally be on top of this idea of what it is truly to be a Christian in this era and what it's going to require of us to be bold and to reach out and start standing up and dealing with this problem. And again, saving is one thing. Rescuing kids is one thing. But where they go is entirely another. Patriots, right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge don't seem to even care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself 
and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you still have a ton of practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so that you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. Again, 10% using your promo code BARDS plus free shipping when you go to iTargetPro.com. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter I targetpro.com itargetpro.com offer code is bards i mean jim caviezel put his finger right at pointed his finger right at the cia for running the largest global network of child sex trafficking and we know from research that we've done that has been confirmed that they were running a pedophile training program out of the farm because pedophiles were able to be used as assets since they didn't have a moral conflict with using children as a way to get people roped into blackmail. That's the CIA. And you know, if there's if there's child sex trafficking and they're using blackmail of kids, they're, you're, you're getting into, there are the steps there just keep going. Child porn, adrenochrome, satanic ritual abuse, all those things go together. So I, I'm, I'm wanting you to just take a pause for a minute. Just close your eyes. And I just want you to hear these words, and I'm going to speak, and I want you to visualize where you fit into this model, okay? So here it goes. I want you to imagine in your community that you, there's a notice put out that they need home for children. Now, these children are children that you don't normally think about. They're not just abused. They've been living in cages for some for most of their life. Some have never spoken a word. They have been sexually molested, raped, sodomized. That is the life that they have known. They have been fed and treated worse than dogs. They have lived with collars around their neck, around their ankles, around their hands. They have been tortured in ways that when they abuse things, they've been beaten, even been hung, like to the point of passing out. They have never known love in their life. Some of these children have been in darkness and literally so long that their eyes have changed. They can't even stand the light. And some of them have been fed things and had things done to them that literally have obviously distorted some of their physical features. Some have serious mental problems, obviously. And some are, like I said, some haven't even learned to speak English or any language for that matter. So this, this story is in this, in this story, which is based on truth, but it's in this scenario I want you to imagine is in your community now, they find this. And they're asking for people to take these children either into their home or come together in a community in a way that will ensure that these children get proper care and can be tended to. Now, the question is, where do you fit in that model? Where do you fit? Every single one of us is going to have some thought about that. Some are going to jump out in front and say, I'll take them. Some are going to hear going to hear a voice in your head say, I've got responsibilities in my family. I can't take them in, etc." So now I'm going to add the second part of this. What would you do? How would the story change for you if you knew one of those kids or one of those kids was related to you? Because here's the bottom line. You can open your eyes now. Here's the bottom line. 
We're all in the body of Christ. We're all related to them. See, this is a this is the difficult problem of waking up. This is the big, big problem of waking up. Is we have to be able to understand a much bigger issue here. That in order to save this world, we cannot save this world without saving the children. It's not going to happen. We can have the greatest war ever. We can wipe out the deep state. We can neutralize it completely, throw them into the lake of fire, whatever you want to imagine. And I have a good imagination on that sort of thing. We're not going to save and heal this world until the children are saved and healed. That's the greatest commission right there in this, in this time. And that's the great commission that's put before us. And it's something that every single one of us, I would argue, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a lot of this to prayer coming up because we're, and in fact, before the show, after I had the talk with Pastor Dave, I took a walk on the property. I went down and closed the gate and just kind of walked around, talked to God on the way down. And literally, this is what I'm asking, is for all the plans that we have and all the things that we're doing, like trying to build the food resources, and, and all those are necessary, don't get me wrong. As we try to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we try to do all these things to wake people up, those things like that, we try to heal the sick, they're, they're, they really should be, they're really just part of our normal life. But isn't, what would happen, is, or is this the mission? I guess that's the way I was putting it to Father. It's like, is the mission really just to stop all focus and put our focus on saving the kids and go all in on that? Is that the critical node that literally turns this fight? I, in my heart, I think I know the answer. And I, I will tell you what I think the answer is, but I haven't confirmed it yet with, the, with our Father. But I think the answer is yes. See, when you do, with, when you do systems analysis on an on a enemy target, you look at the vulnerable nodes. And you try to find the vulnerable linkages that when you disrupt them, the entire system starts to fall apart. You can do that on an information scale. You can find, for example, you can find a critical narrative within a community that if you intersect that narrative and you change it, you can disrupt the entire organization of the system and can break down or change the levels of trust it can break down belief systems and ideologies. There's a critical node in there somewhere. When you're dealing with physical targets, let's take a dam, and you're trying to find, and this is vulnerability analysis, by the way, which is one of the absolute critical parts of any special operations group, is to find the critical piece. You look at the dam and people think, well, let's drop a bomb bus, a big dam buster on it and break it up. And the consequence of that could be the second and third order of effects of that could be a, a breaking of the dam that floods everybody downrange, turns the people against you, and then turns into the whole situation into a famine-ridden hell zone. But in order to stop the production of what they say that's power out of the dam, it might come down to like one small gear or one small solenoid or one small spring. That if you can destroy that one part remove it or destroy it. it. The logistics to get that part, and this is what you're looking for, might be months to replace it before they can come back online. And in the process of that, everything around the operation changes. So we keep looking at the deep state as this sort of no-face entity that's running the world. It has superpowers beyond our imagination. It has all these technologies beyond the go. We talk about things like Operation Blue Beam and the potential of what they can do. We talk about the way they can force us into the financial markets and make us start working with a CBDC that's going to enslave us. I mean, I can go on the list of stuff. You've heard me talk about it all here. But this is the question I put before God. Have we overlooked and is this issue of child sex trafficking the Achilles heel, the vulnerable node for the deep state that brings their operations to a full stop. And my gut tells me, yes. Because without children, 
they lose the ability to do ritual sacrifice. Without children, they lose their source of adrenochrome. Without children, they lose the one thing that they can't seem to live without, which is their sexual pleasures taken from children. Without children, they lose the power of blackmail. And the commission to from heaven, which is pretty clear, is we are supposed to protect the little ones. I don't think that's any even debatable. So that said, and I'm asking, we're going to pray on it tonight at the end of the show, but I'm asking everybody to take this to prayer. I want to, I want to start hearing back the responses of what people get. And we have to clear our heads on this because this is a big fight. God has a lot of moving parts. And I, I don't think there's, there's no, there's, there's no absolute, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with pursuing this, but if we make a shift to make this a primary effort, let me give you some of the ideas that are in my head of how much of a primary effort this bit is. That every single place that we have a Bards Fest that we plant a flag and call it Kingdom Space means that at those places, they are now being prepared. They are willing to be prepared to take in children to heal them. It means that as we stand up things in local communities and people want to get involved, that it is centered around building resilience and capacity and adaptable teams that can take in children and heal them. That means your skills take on whole new levels. That means your, your ability to store food and prepare for end times, however that looks like, all of that starts to become a greater extension of bringing in children to heal them. It changes the vector focus on every single thing we do. And my gut's telling me that that's the center of the new church. And that's what I'm feeling, and I'm going to seek deeply in prayer. I'm going to seek the answer of Father, and I'm going to seek that truly that I think that that becomes what this greater mission and commission is for all of us. Children need safe havens. And when I say safe havens, that also means other things. We need deliverance teams. We need intercessor teams. We need prayer healing teams. And I'm not talking like, yo, cool, I'm good at prayer healing. I'm talking about being like hardcore special forces level type operators that can go into these places and work with a true operational teams. You're going to wear body armor like everybody else, kick in those damn red doors and pray out those demons and bring those children to safety and then bring them into places where there's literally like nursing staff, if you will, men and women using a neutral here that are just literally taking these children in and smothering them with love and empowering them with the power of the Holy Spirit, taking them in and feeding them and nurturing them. That's huge responsibility because it doesn't just get done like in one night. We're talking about a change in the way that we work in everything we do. We're talking about a complete change in our lifestyles. That means that like if you're working a job, that's fine. But like you're going to take on a full second job and the communities are going to have to go on shifts and people have to have the right heart. And if you find someone in there that's in for the wrong reason and they're trying to abuse those kids, that means like local justice fixes that problem ASAP. You know, you know what the, you know what the Old Testament would tell you to do? If someone abused a child like that, they would have to be taken out and stoned to death. Besides the millstone piece. So I, I am I, I am literally going to have to, I'm asking you to pray with me on it. We're going to pray in a minute on it. But I, after that call with Pastor Dave, it's like a whole clear mission was put before me. We're talking about sanctuaries. We're talking about building our own special operations teams. We have the talent. We're talking about some are going to be on the front lines. We've got to have people. But everybody has to be willing to understand that there's a place for everybody. So it's not just the kicking indoors stuff. The greater part of this problem, like I say, isn't the kicking indoors. Yeah, that's that's cool high-speed stuff. And you're going to need people there. That special forces team that goes in there, that special unit that goes in there, it's got to be able to understand tactics. It's got to be understand how to clear a building. People that go in there, for example, and everybody in this is going to have to understand that there's going to be bloodshed here. I'm not playing games with this. I'm not I'm not even I'm not even worried about like whoever hears this, whatever. You're going in to rescue kids. This is like game on. 
And this is game on like Joshua style. And so you have to be in your place to be able to withstand that and understand that there is going to be literally a sort of steel matched with the sort of spirit. And if you're one of those that's going to be like, I can't deal with this because that's, that's not what that's not Christ-like, then it's not for you, and I get it. But that's the type of commitment I'm talking about here. This is like a whole new level of Gideon's army, right? And not everybody has to be on that point, but you got to understand that, you know, if you're one of those like, I don't want to hear about the bad news. I don't want to hear about the ugly. Probably not a good place for you. Because what those kids are going to tell you and what you're going to witness and what you're going to see, I mean, you have to be willing to take kids in that are going to have obvious damage done to them. Babies that have been raped. It's going to be heart-wrenching. And so you now you're going to have to have the ability to pull people off and, and, and have them emotionally prayed into and healed. We're not getting through this thing with medical science, trust me. We're not going to stick them in some stupid med bed idea and everything's going to be fixed. We're talking about spiritual healing at a level we have never, ever reached to. And it's going to require all of us to start doing this and getting involved. So I, I'm putting this out here tonight because that's what my heart was left with after this call with Pastor Dave. And we don't have sanctuaries right now. They don't exist these children are saved. I mean, you it has to be something like this. You get a call, and all of a sudden, they're going to be like, we just found 800 kids that are in the bars that are getting sodomized. And it's not going to be like, oh, what do we do? It's going to be like, bring them. And then the phone tree goes, lights up, and like everybody out there is like, I'll call. We need people on site now. And you've got people flying in, driving in, doing whatever, jumping into this thing. People out here in the remote areas, when you can't get there, you're praying. Everybody drops what they're doing. They're praying into this. Resources coming in, food, medicine, bandages. I mean, it has to be an all-in commitment. And that sort of that sort of intensity is what we're talking about. And then, you know, and these sanctuaries have to be like legitimate, legitimate sanctuaries. I'm talking hardcore. This is like, and I'm, I'm trying to think, is it Zechariah? I might, I, I'm going to, I have to go look it up. But there is the passage, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting it tonight. I'm just, my mind's racing. But it's the whole story of the watchers on the wall and the fact that the bricklayers have the brick in one hand and the sword in the other. But the thing is about that story that's so powerful about that is that those watchers on the wall are like no joke. Like, it's Nehemiah. Thank you. Someone just said it. Uh, always knees to the mercy seat. If you want to ever get a scripture, turn to knees to the mercy seat. Okay, so thank you, knees. And then we've got switch rod. Always the best. So anyway, Nehemiah. So thank you. And you've got this, literally, these are hardcore warriors. No playing around. Okay, I mean, like, you're coming into the sanctuary, you're going to be met with what you get. We are, if we're going to build kingdom strongholds, I'm telling you, this is, oh, man. I, and I, I can't say, like, go time yet, but I'm telling you, I left in the middle of that call talking to Pastor Dave. It's like God was just pouring this image out on me. And I'm like, and it's so it's like it's so big and it's so intense. And I'm literally walking the property tonight. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I, I need to know if this is where you want me to step. Because if I step into this, I know me. There's there's like it's a hundred miles forward at a hundred miles an hour forward. And I will do this and I will commit my life to this until you say stop. So I'm. I'm seeding this tonight. And if we're serious, then when we step in, this is going to be the level of a covenant. And I'm dead serious what I'm saying because I'm not playing on this. We talk about a lot of stuff. County by county is a process of each individual to take on individually. Talking about podcasters and intelligence cells, and we're going to do those, and that's going to be just training and getting people aware. But this deal here, Bards Fest, you want to go to a Bards Fest, we go, we bring people together. It's as you're called. 
But if this be is the thing, the only way into this is to make this a covenant with heaven. And that's blood. And that's something you can't walk out of. And it's something that changes everything in the way we walk and the way we approach. So, I just know right now, it pains me every day knowing these kids are out here and the story that was shared, they're being abused, and the story that was shared the other day by Operation Underground just keeps haunting me. That a young girl who had been in captivity for eight years, kidnapped from Haiti, who had been raped and abused for eight years, when they broke through that red door, that young girl looked at them and said, is it okay to have hope now? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So, every child needs hope. Every parent that abuses a child needs to be reminded of their role. Every bit of evil that's taking these kids to turn them into somebody's sex pleasure traffic their body parts, rape them, use them as a, as a process to, to breed more kids. A millstone is probably kind. Some people see that as an offhanded comment by Christ. I don't see it that way at all. And just like the whole story of in Nehemiah, I don't take that as just some sort of like, you know, it's a biblical story. That's real. It's viscerally real. And it's the sort of operation that has to be stood up. And when we talk about millstones and Christ said, and what Jesus said about doing harm to the little ones, I don't take that as like just words he was saying. That's literally to me like, okay, that's green light, and that is like go time. All right. So, Patriots, I'm. we've seeded the idea. It's a lot to process. And I know that in the first response to this, it's, it's quick to say yes, but it's something of this magnitude. This isn't just a quick yes. This is one of these things to process through prayer and to take it deeply and to take a little bit of time to let it marinate and mature. I don't know what that is. God's timing on this could be minutes. This could be weeks. But I know that there's a lot more going on here and than just me because other people are getting the same hit. But I'd like each one of you, after we pray tonight, to take this to your own prayers and see what you get from it. Because I think I know what the answer is. Like I said, I think it is yes. I think it's been staring us in the face for a long time, but somehow it took this long for us to finally wake up. All right, let's pray. Father, I'm bringing a prayer to you tonight based on what I saw and I assume that you gave as a vision tonight when talking to Pastor Dave. And I'm asking tonight in prayer for clarity, and I'm equally asking for all of those out here that are here this and have heard this tonight, that as we pray together, you'll give us all clarity on this. There's a lot of problems in this world, Father, not the, not the least of which is the lack of faith and love in Jesus. But Father, this world, the more that we learn from this world, the more that we see that this world is literally being run on the back end in the invisible hands by the commodity of child sex trafficking, child ritual abuse, child sacrifice, child adrenochrome, and the trafficking of child body parts. It's horrific, it's heinous, and it's, 
it's a statement to the moral bankruptcy of a world. Father, we pray many times on stepping into the fight. We pray very, very often about where you want us to go. And we pray on bringing people together and waking them up and finding the power in the Holy Spirit. It's finding the love in you. And so, Father, tonight we put this prayer before you. Do you want us to go all in on this topic of creating sanctuaries for children, to create rescue teams for children, and to make this our primary mission as we go forward for as long as you commission us to do so. We say these things, Father, with the knowledge and intent that if you will give us this clarity, and if this is where you want us to go, this will be done at the level of a covenant with you and with heaven. That we will make this commitment unwaveringly, that we will not doubt, we will not hesitate, we will not complain about resources, we will make do, we will improvise, we will adapt, we will overcome, and we will grow something so fantastic and immense that the enemy will quake in their boots. But Father, from a battle, from a point of battle and strategic command, this is a massive shift on the, on the battlefield, and I recognize that. And so this is not something that we can do on our own it's not something that we're just simply thinking of as a drawn to. This is a strategic shift, a shift that affects a network of fellowship that you've raised up across this entire world under the banner of Bard's FM or Bard's Nation. This is a strategic shift that ripples into churches and ripples into sanctuaries that we plant the fat flag in. This is a strategic shift that changes the direction of how we raise up and train people it affects the youth. It affects people that are coming new to this, this following. So, Father, we don't say these things lightly tonight, and I know that you know that, but it's to clarify and be honest in our heart. And there's a lot of unknowns here. We don't necessarily know what the direction is, but we know that there's a beginning, and it's been showing up a lot and this is a question of, is this the time and is this the hour? And if it is, Father, we're praying for a very clear and decisive signal. An understanding not only of what the vision is that you need us to do, but a calling out to many, not just one, that the calling and the mission direction is this and is in the now. It is here and now. Emotionally, this is such a, an intense subject, Father. We can all get very quickly drawn into it. And without a direction, without a focus, and without your blessing, it's just going to be frivolous efforts that go out here and just dribble away. And efforts that will be put into it will be fragmented, and there won't be a single mission, single mindset going forward to make something massive. This intent tonight, Father, with this prayer is clear. This is, if we do this, this is to make the greatest force ever to save children. A force not of governments, not of police forces, but of people. And it's not dim diminishing or taking away from any of the existing operations that are out there. There's many good operations going on. And hopefully, if this is what you want us to do, we can bring them in and work with them in partnership. But in this hour, Father, which seems to be such a critical hour, there seems of all the noise and confusion out here and all the chaos, the one thing that seems very clear, at least as you have placed before me and with the eyes that you have given me to see, is what they don't want us to see. They are trying to keep our eyes away is the reality of how extensive, how horrific, how abusive, and how much pleasure these freaks gain out of exploiting and destroying your greatest gift to this world, the children. So, Father, I finish this prayer with this. If this is your wish, if this is your command, if this is the directive and direction in which you're asking me to go and anyone else that is joining in this prayer that wishes to say these words, send me. And I step and hold this line and will commit to this with everything and the 
that you've given me, the fury that I have. And with this, I will walk with the blessings and authorities given to us by kingdom. And I commit to a deeper walk in Christ than I've ever imagined. So, Father, please hear our prayers in our hearts. In this one hour, if there's one thing we really need, we need a clear answer. A very deep, clear answer. Thank you, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, this is a time that I think that it's starting to percolate up. And I think there's a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of confirmations if this is going to go forward. I'm telling you what my gut is. I don't think there's, I think it's almost like, I'm almost thinking it's going to be kind of like, seriously, it took you that long. And I'm, I'm being a little flippant, but. I don't think there's any question that this is one of the most pressing issues in the, in the, in the courts of heaven right now. But I won't make this move without a clear directive from Father. I'll talk about the topic. I'll support operations around it. But this is a strategic, pivotal shift in everything going forward if this is where we go. So... Keep your prayers up, and um, away we go, right? All right, Patriots. Thank you. This is a really big issue. Stay frosty. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe.